This is the Wally Show podcast with Wally, Gavin, and me, Betty Rock. You can always find us at wayfm.com slash Wally or stream us live every weekday morning through the WayFM app. Welcome to the Wally Show Aftercast. All the stuff we did not get to during the course of the show today, including a little TMI. TMI, my friends. Also known as Today's Music Insider with Gavin. The 2023 Grammy Awards recently took place, and there's been a lot of talk within Christian and church circles about Sam Smith's performance at the Grammys, where he's wearing this red satanic looking outfit. And obviously, like our community probably wasn't going to react crazy positive to that. But I think Darren from the band We Are Messengers probably had the best response to the whole situation. Are we really going to let Sam Smith running around in red latex and high heels with some second-rate latex Dollar General (laughs) Satan costume on going to destroy our lives today? Believer, Christian, take heart. Jesus has overcome the world and all the devil has is some mild funny costumes to play with. But today, calm yourselves. Go about the ordinary business of the kingdom of God. Love God. Love your neighbors. Love Sam Smith. Support your Christian artists. Keep streaming music. Let's bring this message oh. of Jesus to the whole world. That's so good. I love how dismissive that is. Yeah. A second-rate dollar store general, like uh, like latex costume. But I think the really cool thing, because there are people, I've been seeing people, you know, wanting to be upset and boycott and drop people and cancel culture and all this other stuff from believers. But it's like, I just love that he's like, you know, pray for everybody and pray for Sam Smith. The yeah. guy's lost, man. The guy's lost as you can be, and he's doing things like this, and it's like, yeah, instead of getting mad at him, yeah, like, pray for him, because he's a mess. I feel like that was, like, the proper Jesus response to most situations, is that he didn't go in and cancel sinners. He was a friend of sinners. He sat with them, had meals with them, and Darren is explaining, like, we don't have to go out and, you know, cheer on Sam Smith on stage, but we don't have to hate him for it. We have to... Love him because that's the only way we're going to change this world. That was such a great response to how we should handle it. Because I got an email uh, the other day after this happened and said, Hey, do you know if for King and Country and Toby Mac actually stayed at the Grammys when Sam Smith did his satanic show on stage? If not, shame on them. They've lost fans if they didn't. Signed a disappointed fan. Here's what I'm just baffled by. Like, doesn't even know if they stayed or not. But is like, I'm disappointed. Like, he's already, like... I, I, here's my response. Okay, so I was I was uh, I was going on this one. I have I'm kind of like Jesus called the Pharisees a brood of vipers. He loved the sinner, but the religious people drove him nuts. And I was like, look, man, I'm going to be honest with you. First of all, I'm kind of disappointed in your email. You already have a penalty phase for Toby and for for King and Country, not knowing what they did or did not do. This is why people don't like believers. The Bible says, let our rebukes be seasoned with salt. It's okay to stand for what you believe, but you don't have to do it in a way that makes people hate you. Like it or not, we live in the world that does not line up with the things of our faith. Even if they stayed, I don't think that's a problem because they are in the world, but not of it. They can be there and not like what he did. We're at work every day with people that don't believe like we believe. You don't go home from work. No, you stay in it. You know, you're involved in it. Uh, You can't still love people. You can still love people you don't have anything in common with. Mark Hall from Casting Crown said it best when he said, we can't blame lost people for doing lost stuff. Our job is to love people to come to faith. And I told him, I said, I've seen people love people to faith, but I've never seen anyone protest anyone to faith. 
You know, so I'm sure you're not happy with me and my response. I'm sure, uh, you know, I hope that you don't jump to canceling me or thinking I'm a lukewarm Christian and should be spewed from God's mouth because I don't agree with you on this. But I felt I would at least kindly tell you uh, what I think. If we isolate ourselves from the world, we lose influence over people that God has called us to love. And so there's my response to that. It was very calm. Yes. And and I think I think you did a really good job. Thank you. Um I I too with that original email, I'm kind of perturbed by it because they ask a question and before they can even get an answer, right. they've already canceled them. Exactly. And so before saying a disappointed listener, like at least get the facts first and yep. then make your decision. Yeah, but we don't do that. We just we rush to cancel in all and all in the name of Jesus. We're protecting Jesus. Like Darren said, the devil's got a, a knockoff Dollar General latex costume. That's what you brought to the table today. Mm-hmm. We brought love and we brought the power of God and we have the uh, uh, the ability to actually change people for the better with the gospel and with the truth if we stay involved and don't isolate ourselves. So there you go. All right. I want to shift gears here and discuss someone that I kind of cannot believe that I'm supporting. And I know it's probably not going to be popular because of the crazy woke culture that we're living in. But I came across this article about Chris Harrison from The Bachelor. I always thought Chris Harrison got a a really bad deal on that. Do you remember that? He was the host of The Bachelor. Feels like it's been forever since that happened. I know. And and we actually were talking about this last night. Uh, My daughter's home. And, you know, we were talking about, is there a new season? I don't even know. I think it's all online now. It's streaming. It's not on network oh, TV, I think so. What? Yeah, it's what we're talking about. But like, so remember, there was a girl who uh, had pictures surfaced of her and her college at a antebellum type ball, like the big southern ball gowns, the, the southern bell kind of ball mm-hmm. gown dresses. And so that has the connotation of a time in this country with slavery. And so. There was this big brouhaha against this girl, and people were coming out and bashing this girl, and, oh, you're a racist, and she's like, I'm not a racist. It was a, a theme party we went to, you know, and people go, well, you're not doing the work. You're insensitive. You're white privilege, blah, 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 blah. So everyone goes nuts on this girl. Well, Harrison's interviewing her, and he's trying to show compassion for her, you know, because mm-hmm. she's crying. She's been beaten up on, and so he kind of alludes to something of like saying, oh, well, maybe it was just – a uh, you know a, a moment that you were on and 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 you know he suggested that the internet went crazy about it and you know it wasn't that bad of a thing is what he was kind of alluding to mm-hmm. and then the backlash on him because again I think he was trying to be kind to this girl and not vilify her further and then the backlash on him it ended up getting him fired from the show that he was hosting i think he was an executive producer on it and stuff as well and he just got leveled and so it was um let me see it was back in 2018 and so he kind of came out and said man it kind of wrecked me um he talks about he says i lost 20 pounds i didn't sleep i didn't eat it was just one gut punch after another mentally and physically i deteriorated pretty bad he says um harrison doesn't really blame anyone but himself though i was embarrassed at my and mad at myself i was disappointed in myself because you have to say that again you have to do the penance you got to do the work it's like a check there's like a checklist for getting back into people's good graces exactly you know i've done the work i realize yeah you just have to fall on the sword and unfortunately i don't think that i don't think that that's fair either um you know the last thing in the world i ever wanted to do was be an agent of anything negative uh, whether it had to do with race or anything. And so after leaving the franchise, um, he stepped away to get his life back. 
And so, yeah, he's just it's it's it was just a thing that messed with him. There are other people in the course of life that I'm like, yeah, you got kind of a raw deal. I, I think Tim Tebow got a raw deal in the NFL. And I don't know as much about sports as you do, but like he went from coming in and, and moderate quarterback. I mean, he should have been a second or third string quarterback somewhere. And he's gone like just because of his off field faith and things like that it made i don't know why it why people vilified him now gavin you're smiling because you know way more about sports than i, I think do. he was terrible like oh, yeah. he, I, I think that like in terms of in terms of the modern nfl he had one stint that was actually successful right but like that guy was not good right at uh the nfl style quarterback so do you like, don't think he could be a second or third string quarterback i think that probably it's it's a, it's a tough conversation because if you have him as a third string quarterback on your team, right. the guy's not doing like anything. I think that you probably do benefit from a guy like that being in your locker room, right. but there it's are super positive. but there are like a a very like low number of spots on an NFL roster and a lot of times teams don't necessarily even carry a third quarterback into the actual game and therefore he'd be what you'd say is on a practice squad right, right. and so he's not even like close to touching the mm-hmm. NFL, and I don't know if he would personally want it. Maybe they'd want that to be the case. Maybe he could have been yeah. a third stringer in a lot of ways, but that might have been a point when he decided to leave. Because I actually don't know the tr- the story on like why he was gone gone. I don't right. 100% know if it was because they didn't want Faith touching the game. I don't be- know that it was like so much Faith touching the game, like, oh, we have a bent against Christianity, but like he became more known for that stuff. Mm-hmm. And some people I had heard, it overshadowed and teams didn't want the him being the celebrity, you know, and knowing that he's not like a great quarterback. Sure. And so they didn't want that celebrity-ish kind of coming with it. That's what I heard. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I don't remember because I was that was a good almost it feels like it's been like almost a decade since yeah. that happened. And then he did try to come back two years ago yeah. and he played as like a tight end for the Jaguars in practice, but then he was really bad at that too. <laughs> and so he got cut. It's 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 such a it's a tough world. He tried baseball. Yep, didn't work out. He not great at that either. Did commentary. And he's, I, he's I think that's that I think that's a perfect place for him really? to be because he's still in yeah. a place where he gets to go out there. Because I can promise you this: if Tim Tebow had been on the same show that the guy from ESPN played oh, on, like yeah. Tim, Tim would have been just like right there, and then there it would have been like a part of the daily program. Right. I think what was so cool about the guy praying for uh, Demar was that it was unexpected. Mm-hmm. You know, because Tim, you would expect it. Oh, Absolutely. yeah, of course Tim's going to do that, you know? And so I think that that's what made that other moment like, whoa, okay, I, I like it. And I still, I think that guy's prayer was so good and so honest and not scripted and rehearsed and things like that. I thought that was uh, really good. But, yeah, I, I, it's really hard to come back from certain things and certain yeah. allegations of, especially when it when it comes to race, allegations of race is really, really, really it's, A, it's really, really hard to defend it because the more you defend it, the more you look like it, and B, it's really hard to come back from it, and people just have to fall on their own sword well, and be like, I'm a horrible person. If Chris Harrison, for example, like was going to try and come back as a part of the Bachelor like series, you'd yeah. still have so many people who are like, how dare you let this man oh, exactly. back on exactly. our television, oh, yeah, he even would... though he probably, maybe he did put the work in. But then uh, Paula Dean, uh, she got nailed for some stuff back in the day, and she kind of came back ish um what's her name um oh that's from Martha Stoop Stewart Dog, Martha Stewart yeah where she went to jail and she did come back but going to jail for tax fraud is way different than race stuff yeah it's like, <laughs> like it's like, like ah, ah. that's your fault not yeah not like you hurt people 
Yeah, I, I get that one. Uh, this was a really interesting story out of Ukraine. Um, obviously, the war in Ukraine is still going on, and it's still nasty. But did you know that there are more than 50,000 women who are enlisted in the Ukrainian what? army? Men serve, and men I think men have had to serve and have been called up to serve. Um, but they have actually uh, had 50,000 women that are uh, in the army, and they are actually fighting not just support roles. There's this one lady, uh, Eugenia Emerald. She is a sniper, and they are calling her the Punisher of Russians. That's oh, big. Dang. Yeah, that's big. That's a lot. That's big shoes to fill. Or they're also calling her the Ukrainian Joan of Arc. You know, like the legend grows because apparently she's kind of good at it. <laughs> uh, like her dad taught her to shoot oh. when she was younger, and it was something she kind of wanted to do. And it sounds like a movie. Yeah, it, it really. I'm telling you, there will be. There's got to yeah. be. She's got an 11 year old daughter at home, and so I mean, that not an easy, easy decision. No. And then she's fighting kind of not only the Russians, but then the the internal uh, politics and the internal. Um, perspectives of people in Ukrainian army, like the men don't really want women no. in their fighting and things like that. And I got, I mean, I remember I got taken out a few years ago for saying I didn't want women fighting. And we had this big debate about it. And they're like, you don't think women can do it, blah, 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 blah. You're a misogynist. I'm like, no, I, I think they can. I just don't want them to, you know? Like, I don't want anybody to be fighting, but I just, I just, uh, they're like, you're holding women back. I'm like, no, I'm actually trying to respect women yeah. and put them on a higher, more valuable plane and say, man, I hate that you would get drug into this. Can you do it? Absolutely. Do Should you do it? Should, should any of us do it? No. But it was like out of my utmost respect, I wouldn't want my wife fighting you know like your daughter I want, I, yeah no i want them safe and so but there are people man uh, that w like came at me and were like you're just the worst and you're holding back I, i'm surprised oh, I've, but the good news is i've done the work uh and now <laughs> you job. know you know what women go shoot each other you know go crazy go shoot whoever you want uh in the in the war no i don't know I, I still don't believe that i still I, I still am not a fan of that you know, you see the stories of women that are captured and things like that in, di in different skirmishes around the world, and it, it breaks my heart, actually. And it's and it's out of a respect. I still hold doors for women, you know? I was how I was raised. You respect them. You revere them. You treat them well. And Betty knows what that's like. Here, I treat her well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not, a, not a very overwhelming. Yeah. Uh, I actually signed Betty up for the Ukrainian army oh, cool. <laughs> last week. So see you, Rock. It's fun. Grab a sniper. Uh, yeah. Uh, Lady Rock. What do you got? Do you got that story I want? Nope. Uh, oh, come on about no, Gwen Stefani. We don't need it. I really want to do that one. No, you don't. I do. No, you so don't. Bad. No, you don't. Okay. Back my whole conversation I just had about respecting women. This is my thing. I'm trying to save you from yourself. You have no. bumped this one story a bunch of times. I, I know. I know how the story ends. People, potties are like, finally, we're getting to the story Betty Rock wants yeah. to do. This is going to be amazing. And then it's not going to be. No, I'm it is. saving you from yourself. No, I'm not postponing it any longer. Oh, okay. No, this Gavin, you saw me try. <laughs> yeah. You saw me try. You're on the front line by yourself now. But this also doesn't mean that you can't just. Oh, I'm out. No. Fine. I'll just have this conversation <laughs> with potties who care. I still don't know. I could maybe care. Gabby okay. doesn't remember what it was. So, I don't. Truth be told, I don't either. <laughs> okay, ultimately, this is about boundaries. We're getting to it. Yay! This is something that we talked about not that long ago with Lisa Turkhurst. She had written a book about it, and I had 
um, flagged so many statements that she had made in that book because I was like, I'm really bad at making boundaries with people because ultimately I don't want to disappoint anyone. Ultimately, I don't want to make anyone mad at me. Well, I found this article about Katherine Heigl. She's an actress, and she, you know her from 27 Dresses. She was also um, part of She that. was on ER, too, for a long no, time. Grey's no, Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy. Yes, yeah. Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. She's on a new show on Netflix called Firefly Lane, I think. Oh. Yes. Really? I don't is. know much about it. Yeah. Uh, well, she has two daughters, Adelaide and no- Nolly. Nale? Not sure. Anyways, she started noticing they're 10 and they're 14 years old, but she started noticing that they are already trying to be people pleasing Mm. at their young age. And she said there is this under the radar, unsaid, collectively understood vibe that women are meant to be pleasing. Please everyone but yourself. And she said that she tells them that is not your job. It's not your job to make everybody else feel comfortable, happy, safe, liked, or adored. It's your job to make sure you know who you are. You know what your boundaries are. You have to know what you will or will not put up with and then handle that graciously. Mm -hmm. Now, I think that last statement is very important because when you say, you're telling your young daughters you need to stand up for who you are and it's your truth that can come across as like you're only caring about yourself you do not care about anybody else but in that last statement she said you can handle it graciously can i point out something about that and i get where she's coming from it's when you look at any issue holistically and what is said you can pick it apart obviously because i get the intent is don't just you know, serve other people at the exclusion of taking care of yourself. Yeah. I think that's the way you say it, at the exclusion of taking care of yourself. Because being a people pleaser or serving other people is not a bad thing. No. Like serving other people is biblical. Like the, and, and, and living at peace with other, it's not your job to make people happy. The Bible actually tells us where it is on you, and nine times out of ten, it is on us. Live at peace with people. Mm-hmm. And so so her, her advice and her admonishment to her girls is not necessarily scriptural. It's very holistic and protect yourself and you're the center of your universe. But I, I do understand that's probably not where she's fully coming from. But I think what I like about it is that she's saying she doesn't want to make this like a sexist thing. But there is this under this... Thing that's not really said that women are supposed to be pleasing they're can supposed I, to make people around them feel good yeah I, I, whereas in, men can get away with more right i mean women typically but but again there's there's elements that you're wired that way in a little bit like you're a nine so you're wired that way and it's a great thing honestly because women are good at seeking community women are good at seeking uh, peace, you know, and things like that. And so the thing that seems like, oh, it's a negative, you're just pleasing people, is actually something really necessary in our society. And as it as can people. be, it's just there needs to be, we need to, as women, we need to just understand there's a healthy way to do it and a very unhealthy way of doing Absolutely. it. Absolutely. I agree with that. So um, I was looking at uh, articles written on like how to set boundaries because if you're like me, you're like, I don't even know where to begin. That just sounds scary. Um, the common fears that keep us from creating boundaries, they include fear of angering people. Mm-hmm. I've been there. Mm-hmm. I've actually caught myself... This is how I know I have problem with boundaries. I've caught myself saying I'm happy when the people around me are happy. But again, I, and that's I, not healthy. But see, I understand that though. Like my life is so much better 
when I know my wife is happy and I know my daughter's happy, when I come to work and I know you two are happy and that your lives are good, I feel good. Oh, yeah. Like I'm in I'm 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 energized. Yes. But I think the difference is is that those are people that you love and care about. Right. Whereas I've seen myself feeling that way over people that wouldn't do the same for me. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. And that's where I think a problem comes oh, okay. in. in yeah. to the situation. Sure. Um, another reason you don't set boundaries is because you don't want to disappoint someone. That's your big thing. Yes. Uh, I guess unless you're, you're Wally, then I don't care. Right. Uh, a fear of being seen as difficult or selfish. That yeah. is a big thing. Absolutely. Because I have said this once and I'll say it again. When a woman stands up for herself and says, no, I'm not going to do that, she's looked on as being difficult right. and hard to work with. Right. Whereas if a guy does that, they're respected. Strong and opinionated. Exactly. Resolute. And they're like, oh, he's a leader. Right. Like, let's go to him and let's ask him, right. you know, what he thinks. Um, you don't want to look on, you, you don't want to be looked at as being mean. And you also don't want to ruin relationships. That's a big thing for me, too. Mm. One thing that keeps me from speaking up for what I'm thinking is because I'm afraid I'm going to lose that relationship, that right. I'm going to speak what is bothering me and then that person is going to be like you're too difficult to be in a relationship with to have a friendship with so i don't want any part of it you've gotten better about that and you've gotten better about navigating that in a in a healthy way honestly and uh i i respect it like i i respect you and i think that yeah but you're not someone i worry about right there's other people out there that you Can't. worry about losing my friendship? You don't worry about that? No. Okay. Yeah, I'm a, you cuz you know I'm so pathetic. I've got nothing else going for me. No, you're just not in the yeah. at risk right uh part of her brain. Well, no, because Betty's that person like she's worked her way into my heart and like there is nothing I won't do for her. But there are people that will take advantage of you. Right. If you don't create boundaries with sure. them. And and ultimately, I think every relationship Every friendship, even yours, mine and yours, mm-hmm. needs to have boundaries yeah. because boundaries make it healthy. They're I, not yeah. meant to separate. They're intended to bring people together in a healthier way. Yeah, and boundaries for me always were a separator. It was like, yeah. oh, well, you got boundaries. Why don't you well, want to hang out today? Yeah, or why it, don't you want to do this? Hearing somebody say that they want to put up boundaries, I feel like there are people out there who would hear that and they'd hear, oh, you want to put up walls like, right, to right. keep me out, which exactly. is something I and don't want to do. That's not necessarily what it means. Sure. Like this article that I found is that it's kind of like how parents treat their kids. Like, of course, I'm not saying that you're the parent and they're the kid and someone you need to look down on, but kids thrive when they know what's expected, where their boundaries are, and they can do better as children. If they don't have those boundaries, then they just end up being crazy and everyone's mad in the situation. Um, So boundaries aren't meant to punish or control other people. They aren't just good for us. They're good for everyone involved. That's very special to think about, not only for you, but for everyone. Boundaries actually make relationships easier. And when we don't set boundaries, we often become resentful and angry, which isn't good for us or our relationship. It's kind, not selfish to create boundaries. So I came up with these tips on how to set boundaries with kindness, because this is something I like that part of with kindness. And exactly, it's the same thing that Katherine Heigl was saying when she said you can set boundaries graciously. There's a difference between creating boundaries and doing it harshly and doing it graciously. And right. I don't know how to differentiate between the two. I think a problem for me is, is that I'm such a, I want peace. I want people to be happy that I sweep things under the carpet. And then when something does bother me, 
and I that the mound, point. yeah, that mound Ooh. under the carpet is just too big, and yeah. I can't sweep any further. Then I explode, oh, yeah. and that's not good for anyone. I remember that back in the day. Like you, yeah. back in the day, you would go for a long time, and it would would build up, build up, and then one day out of nowhere, or something really small, it would be the explosion, and you're like, oh man. And the ironic part was everything I swept under the carpet all had to do with Wally. I know. And then you'd go home <laughs> and feel guilty, which I loved uh, secretly. I thought that was funny. Okay, so he, <laughs> here are a couple of tips on how to create boundaries with kindness. The first one is to keep the focus. You're yawning. It's been a long day. Uh, yeah, I, I was up but this late is last important. night. No, I know. I was up late last night. Okay. The first one is keep the focus on your feelings and needs. In the process, it may be important to gently call out someone's hurtful behavior, mm. but that shouldn't be the focus. So something they've done has hurt you and you want to create a boundary saying, hey, that's not how I want to be treated. You can mention that. But don't make that the main focus because then they're going to bristle up and it's going to end badly sure. with a fight, probably. Focusing on what someone has done wrong is likely to make them defensive. Instead, lead with how you feel right. and what you need. Because that does make sense. Like, I I can respect that a lot more than when it feels like the blame game as an eight, like an Enneagram mm-hmm. eight. Like, if you're like, well, this is what you did and, and it, you know, and, and I don't like it, blah, 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 versus you know, this subtle distinction of, hey, when you did this, it made me feel like this. Like, oh, yeah. I didn't realize and it And maybe that's like not that. what you intended it to right, be. Right, because it, it wasn't, yeah. But it does come across that way. Right, yeah. that, that definitely that definitely helps. And ultimately, too, boundaries are a way to teach people how to treat you. Because if you're not right. setting boundaries, then they can take full advantage of you. And they think it's okay. And I and I do, honestly. Like, I think that boundaries, like, I've always resisted them in my life. Like, I always saw them as, well, you know you're you're limiting what i can do professionally you know with you if you set these hours well i'm not working these hours or Mm. whatever you know and i always had a problem with that with people early on because like i work a bunch of hours you know Mm -hmm. um but i did learn that like for example you and i we work differently Mm -hmm. you know and so i and i had to remember okay a i respect her b She's not lazy, you know, mm-hmm. and so she might work differently. Like she doesn't want to do it right now, but she'll go home and do it or what have mm-hmm. you and stuff. And I, I think for me, when I learned how you work and accepted that you work differently than me, that helped me understand. And, and it's kind of a boundary. Like, OK, mm-hmm. I can respect her boundaries that she doesn't want to be bothered at three in the afternoon because she's probably napping. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. And so I, I try not to call you at three in the afternoon unless it's an emergency. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. Another tip is be direct. I, I get this. You can be wishy-washy when you're trying to clearly state what you are what your boundary is and ultimately that just leads to everyone being confused and you didn't really get your point across you need to be direct instead and be specific so make it easier for the other person to understand your perspective and what you're asking for that just helps because especially like you were saying earlier wally you wish the guys could read women's minds yeah we need to be direct with you and let you know exactly like you were saying earlier hey when you did this it kind of came across like this to me right is that what you meant Kind of thing. Uh, Use neutral tone of voice. Mm. Tone of voice is very important. Yeah. My mom used to always tell me, it's not what you said, it's how you said it. Mm -hmm. Because I can can tear an argument apart and I can pull somebody apart and I can do it with a really, really harsh tone and stuff Mm -hmm. too. Like when I argue, there are times where I'll be recounting something from work, uh, like an altercation with somebody or whatever. And my wife will be like, did you say it that way? 
and I'll be like, you know what? I don't think I did actually. Like I, I I'm, yeah. I'm worked up now more so. In the moment, I was calmer. And then other times, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, this is probably better. And I said it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and there's even been times where you've said something, or even your body language. I thought that's coming across a lot harsher than what you mean. Right. And I've told that to you later. Yeah. So that you understand where someone might be coming to you later and saying, hey. Right. That kind of bothered me. Yeah. Um, also, choose the right time. So don't like yes. catch them at an off time where they don't have much time. I mean, yes, that can can be that can be convenient for you when you're like, I'm already nervous. I'm just going to get them when I have like one minute. I know, and they're about to get out of the car. But ultimately, that's not healthy, and it doesn't help. It just mm. brings on confusion. And then, lastly, this is important: consider the other person's needs. So this is what I was saying earlier. Boundaries kind of can come across as like. I'm only thinking about myself. Right. I'm not thinking about anyone else. But it's very important that you think of the other person's needs because that's what you're supposed to. I think that's biblical. So it says sometimes compromise is appropriate. You're not the only one compromising and that you're not giving up what's most important to you. So saying like, I understand that this is a boundary that I need in my life. I see where that can be hard for you. Let's find a compromise in some way because then that person is feeling like they're being heard instead of just being ignored and like you don't care about their feelings. You come up with a compromise and then you both still have this relationship that's healing and it's still there. You're not losing someone. That's all good advice. I don't want boundaries um, anymore. No, uh, no, it's all it's all really good. I there's something that was going back in my head back from almost the beginning of this though. It's it's so funny too to see how much time you spent on this and we kept bumping it like every day and like now I'm like oh I get why you wanted to do this because yeah. it's you, important. You, well, and that yeah you did a lot of research too yeah yeah. Uh, so but here's a thought. Uh, I'm curious what you think about women, other women. You know because we talk about there's a big big backlash of women when you talk about being subservient you know or serving your husband and Mm -hmm. things like that like your mom probably makes dinner for danny ray Mm -hmm. all the time you know and and we each have jobs and your mom comes from a different generation where she probably is more and i i I, the the term subservient is really a bad term submissive submissive that's what i mean even submissive is like a bad wife submit to your husband Mm -hmm. and that that makes people bristle so much. Mm-hmm. I I think that that is a biblical concept, but inside of that, women being submissive to their husbands, I think there's an onus on the men to not take advantage of that. And I think that's the big problem in right. all of it. I think when women are like the, you say, uh, I don't want women to be in the army. Front lines, yeah. yeah. And those women were like, "How dare you? Do you think that we're not capable?" I would I would think that in their past they have probably experienced where a, a man took advantage of them in that they weren't being respected they were being having to have mansplaining mm-hmm. where it's like a man thinks he's superior to her right and so they got taken advantage of and got stepped on so instead of probably coming to it in a healthy manner they instead just bristled up and doubled down. And yeah. so any man that seems to even come across as like he's trying to be superior over me, right. I'm going to tell him where he needs to go. Because <laughs> if you were to ask my wife, like, what is her job? Like, she doesn't work. She is a homemaker. And mm-hmm. she and we designed it that way. Like, 
uh, you know, so that she could be there for Haley. Now, mm-hmm. could she go out and get a job? She absolutely could. She's a smart woman, and she could do well at whatever she wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But she's like, I like being here for you, and whatever you need, I like being able to go and help out when you need something, mm-hmm. and and I like being home. And like, she's like, she's like, I, you know. That's my role in life. And she's defining that. Like, I've never said that. I'm like, look, you want to get a job? Go ahead. I mm-hmm. would kind of like it. Uh, you know, <laughs> like I could, I could retire earlier. But, but I, um, think, I think that's where respect is. Absolutely. But there's a lot of relationships that aren't that way. That right. the man does not respect her. Instead, he expects her. Oh, that's an interesting be T-shirt. Submissive. Yeah, you know, respect and expect. You know, yeah. That's that's a good and big, just just being. I think I've told you this before. You're very good at being. Uh, what's the word? Uh, you're good at, at noticing things, mm-hmm. and so you make an effort. Like, I know you do that with me and with Gavin. So I'm sure you do that with your wife and sure. with your daughter. And I think that goes a long way because a lot of times it does feel like men have to be hit upside the head with a two by four to be like, do you see how much I'm doing for right, you? Right, right. And I think when you as a grown man are able to look with your adult eyes and see <laughs> where a woman is is showing her love through right. um, work, work acts of service, right. all it takes is for you to just right. be intentional and say, hey, I see what you're doing. And I really appreciate it. That goes a long way. But yeah. if you just expect it over right. and over, yeah, why would you want to submit to anyone that doesn't treat you right? Right, exactly. I think I think there's there's a way in which guys submit to their wives as well. It's just it just looks different, you know, like mm-hmm. we should be. You know, we should acquiesce to our wives on different things, things that they're better at. We should respect that and allow and, mm-hmm. and, and not allow that, but, you know, and, and respect that and, and, and appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And that know? looks different for each family, exactly. too, like for each relationship that you do have. Because, yeah. for example, at home, Haley, much better with, like, the tools. I know. Much better with all that stuff. <laughs> I, I probably should learn just so I personally know what I'm doing, but I don't sit there and, like, demand that she be the person that goes yeah. and makes dinner every night. Like, I've made dinner every night this week. Oh, and that's just part of how Cause he's submissive to her. Yeah, exactly. She wears the <laughs> pants. I love, I love it. it. Yeah, I uh, I have to be very I have to be careful because when when I get into a world where like I feel like at work, for example, people aren't listening to me or they're they're questioning everything that I'm doing, and I'm like, I've done this for thirty years. Mm-hmm. I know what I'm doing. You mm-hmm. know. And you I, don't feel respected. Exactly. But then, or if they don't come and ask you when they when a decision yeah. is made that you would then have right. to, you know, go out and, and act. Yeah. And so if I feel like I'm constantly having to, you know, fight for that, it it, it frustrates me because then I'll go home and my wife will second guess me on things. Mm. And I have to remember she's for me. She's not against me. Mm-hmm. Usually the things she's second guessing me on are things that are really good like like even driving because she knows i get distracted <laughs> and she'll be aren't, aren't don't you need to turn left here oh that's right i'm thinking about this yeah mm-hmm. thank you but there are days when i'm when it frustrates me because i've come from work frustrated mm-hmm. by not having people listen to me and then i come home and then she's telling me what to do and i'm like Gah! you know <laughs> and i have to remember and this is where the respect comes in i have to remember that she is always for me, always trying to mm-hmm. help. And that's how she shows love mm-hmm. is by trying to keep me from, you know, self-destructing. And you're you're the same way too. Like you do a good job with me because you'll tell me things so many times here at work 
you're like, I don't want to see you implode, you know, and this mm -hmm. is my advice to you, you know, because I know you have that ability and sometimes you'll make an issue of something and you'll mm -hmm. go down with the ship. And mm -hmm. she's, and you've told me, you know, I don't want to see you hurt yourself, mm -hmm. you know, and I respect that. I appreciate that. So ultimately, I think what we've learned is it comes down to communication, communicating yeah, with respect on both sides. But if you're not getting the respect from the person that is, you seem to be taking, you think take is taking advantage of you that's where boundaries yeah, come in absolutely. that's where you have to create that boundary and if they don't understand if they get angry that's not your problem yeah you can't true. you can't heal them they have to heal themselves well it was worth it i think we've done some good I work i sound here like today. i'm an expert I know. i'm not we have done some no we've done some really good work here today <laughs> for sure and aren't um, you glad that i saved that don't bless it it's not you're you're kidding. No, look, it's not rolling. It's not rolling. We did thirty No, I'm just kidding, it's rolling. No. <laughs> really? It's rolling. Why are you the best ever? <laughs> Gavin is still he piddled a little. <laughs> no, I it was one of those things where it's like as soon as you got it's like it was like as soon as you threw your pen, yeah. I was just like Oh no! And then, like in my head, I was just like, "Oh, this is funny." So. Hilarious. Yeah, because we re it. we record all this, obviously. So I wanted oh. Betty to think for a second. As always, no. well uh, thank timed. you for sticking yeah. around for this TED talk yeah. about boundaries. You know what? Uh, Thanks for being a potty. Last night was funny, like because I always like to mess with people. So my wife. We were having dinner with Molly and Greg, and she made cupcakes. And so she had made cupcakes last week when we had dinner. Is that like, why the cupcakes are out there? Yeah, there we had oh, extra. Oh. So I'm like, really and they're fun. fair game. So I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, really? You made cupcakes again? Like, I mean, it's like, it's like, I mean, you said we that to do, Molly? Yeah, no, to what? Marty. Or to Marty. I'm like, why? we should do something different, you know, keep it like, like that's just do the same old thing. And and this is where I and I love my daughter because I'm I'm she politically has been a little different from me lately, but and and more sensitive to things and more woke and stuff, and it frustrates me. Um, but then so yesterday I told Marty, I said, well, I'll just go buy a dessert, you know, an extra dessert or something different. She goes, well, I've already made the cupcake. She's like, don't buy a dessert. I'm like, I really, I'd rather I'd want to do something different, you know. And so we go to the store, Haley and I, and I'm driving with her. I'm like. She's like, are you going to really buy a different dessert? I said, absolutely so. And then this is why I love my daughter. She goes, I hope you buy cupcakes. And I'm like, that is a great idea. <laughs> so that's why there's another thing of store-bought cupcakes wow. with it. Like, I came home that's and really showed bad. Marty. I'm like, hey, I bought another dessert. I hope it's okay. And I pull out the cupcakes, and she just goes, seriously? Wow. So good. Boundaries don't have them. Okay. Uh, do you want to do birthdays? Do we have anything? Nah. Are we good? Okay. No, Sorry about that. We'll catch you up tomorrow if we do. We went a long time on this one, but uh, really good stuff. Good uh, There wasn't any birthdays anyway, so oh. we're good. Well, it worked win, out win. great. All right. There you go. Thanks for being a potty.